You are listening to the Wi-Fi Ninjas podcast, where we talk about wireless technology. Here are your hosts, Matt Daring and Matt Starling. Hello, and welcome to the Wi-Fi Ninjas podcast. I am your host, Matt Starling. Today, join my co-host, Matt Daring. Hello, hello. But we also have a couple of other very special guests on the show. We have none other than the bad boy of Wi-Fi himself, Mr. Alan Blake. <laughs> and, we, and we also have the magician, Mr. Peter McKenzie. Hey, Peter. Greetings, everyone. Hello. <laughs> How I are you all? Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you very much for coming on our podcast today. We are very excited to have you both here this is the first time we've had a four-way actually on a on our podcast Ooh. <laughs> how does it feel Matt, to have for the first time four-way on a podcast how about you know private life do you have four-way more frequently uh, well we've actually had us four been out together quite a few times you know so this is the first time we've having a four-way over a podcast but we've had our four ways in person many times yeah, actually, we've done like more than a four-way during WLPC in Prague, right? It was like yeah. a nice a group session that everyone enjoyed immensely, I believe. Well, so many people came in and out of that one. <laughs> yeah, groups are groups are great. All I like groups. Random people. Yeah. Uh, so we, the reason why we've got you guys on the podcast today is so that we can talk about the Widest Land Association. So why don't one of you guys kick us off and tell us a little bit about? What is the Wireless Land Association, who they are, and a bit of the history? Ooh, who wants to take that one then, Peter? Well, uh, maybe you should t- take a history, Alan, as you've been um, there from the beginning. Oh, okay then, great. Okay, so the history of the Wireless Land Association. So originally then, we were actually called the Wireless Land Advisory Board. And the reason why we were the advisory board is because we had a specific purpose and a goal, which was to basically, I guess, define Wi-Fi design standards. And it actually came about the reason why we felt that there was a need to define standards was because there was, I guess, maybe an opinion that Wi-Fi wasn't, uh, you know, installed and deployed and validated as well as it should be. So I guess at a conference, uh, one of the first European conferences, the WLPC in Maastricht, the first one I attended, I was asked to talk for 10 minutes and the topic I chose was predominantly about validation surveys. And actually what I did is I kind of changed my talk to talk about wouldn't it be nice if we actually had a way to kind of define standards to ensure that there's a methodical approach to Wi-Fi that meant that people would do four key steps would be to define, design, deploy, and then I guess validate the design that they installed, designed, and that it met the requirements of the customer. So it kind of went on from there that we um, took this to the next WLPC in Dallas, where Keith and Devin got involved as well, and they put forward their ideas. And then I guess it was, you know, uh, once the conference was over, the advisory board in the background continued, and it kind of became an association headed up by Rick Murphy, Ronald Van Clunen, and, and various other individuals who got involved to define, as I say, design standards. But then, you know, we looked at it realistically and thought, well, we don't really have anything, as I say, as an association or an organization that kind of represents all types of wireless LAN engineers, professionals and admins. And I'm just going to refer to them all as professionals just because it's easier. So we kind of needed to kind of look at 
how could we make it more inclusive? Because the focus of the advisory board is to just define standards, but not everybody that wanted to kind of be part of that association organization wanted to define standards. So Mr. Peter McKenzie came on board with a, a wonderful concept to actually rebrand and reorganize the, the advisory board for it to become more of an association that was, I guess, more inclusive of, of anybody and actually represented us, the professionals in, in our industry. Because like I say, the closest thing that we kind of had was the CWMP, I guess, because they're a certification body. Their focus in business is about, you know, certifying people. And they are great. There's nothing wrong with what they do. And I think they're a, a you know, a good success. But, you know, what what was out there for you and I as professionals, whereby we could take our grievances to, um, you know, our peers or anybody who would listen and ways in which we can improve how we do our own Wi-Fi using the, you know, skill sets and knowledge that we've learned from the CWMP. So we needed to kind of find something that was more encompassing for everybody. So Peter came up with an idea to say, look, why don't we rebrand and call ourselves an association whereby we weren't just focused purely on design standards that could be a kind of more of a specific goal of the association but actually we could be much bigger and, and much broader so that's kind of where we are today so i think in 2017 we we kind of got together with the exi- the existing executive committee and we decided you know what great idea and i think that um this is what we should be doing so yeah we we rebranded we brought peter in i believe as a, an administrator I don't know what position he was back then, but he came back in as the administrator of sorts, as it were, to help us, yeah, drive forward as an association. And so that's kind of what, I guess, a little bit of a brief history of how we came about to be the Wireless Land Association that we are today. And and I guess our purpose, um, just to kind of touch on it slightly, is we're, we are here to kind of represent, you know, the professionals of the community. And by that, I mean that we still focus on define and design standards, but we're also about, you know, inclusion. inclusion. So we're looking to kind of, you know, create events, um, promote ourselves and define, um, I keep talking about defining standards because I guess that's really is our focus, but we want to be more encompassing for everybody, like I say, to, you know, put on events, to, um, you know, encourage, you know, events so that others in geographical locations around the globe can kind of, you know, reach out to one another and say, hey, I'm a member of the Wireless Land Association, me too. Great. Let's hook up for a, a coffee, a drink and, and talk Wi-Fi. So that's kind of where we are. Um, we're a kind of organized bunch. We like to kind of do things properly. We like to be open and transparent about the way we kind of run our association. So for 50 bucks a year, you can come along and join at the wirelesslandassociation.org. Just thought I'd get that in there. But yeah, that's, I, I guess, a kind of brief overview of of what we kind of are more, how we became hopefully that makes a bit sense it, it does yeah. it's actually at one of the events last year that our, our beautiful bromance started alan and it will never end dude <laughs> I, I think also just to add to what alan said um i i think obviously the, the association uh, and and the sort of rebranding of the association and being inclusive. Uh, the, what hasn't changed is the sort of uh, I guess the objection objective of the of the organisation, even from when it was the wireless and AB, um, and it was set up ultimately to try and help fix a problem, um, which people saw in the industry of the fact that there's there's. A, a lot of bad Wi-Fi being installed. There's a lot of um, uh, you, you, we, we see a lot of people not following proper design 
um, structured methodologies, not doing the requirements gathering, not doing the um, design properly. And um, I think one thing that was recognised was that creating design standards is only one piece of the puzzle in fix in in helping to try and fix the issues that we have in our industry um it's an important piece of the puzzle but it but it is only one piece um i I don't think the standards alone will, will actually help what we then need is we need individuals to come together and get behind those sort of best practices to um implement those best practices and um, to make sure that they've got the right certifications, the right qualifications to sort of follow through with uh, good design practices, really. And I think that's where the association comes into its, um, into its own, really, in the fact that actually what we're doing is we're creating a community of people who are behind designing good Wi-Fi and doing it in the right way. Um, and that's always been our goal, really, is to try and get there. And I think that's why we needed to be more than just coming up with a set of standards, because I think once we once the standards are there and completed, we, we then can move on to thinking about how, as an industry or professionals, how do we um, actually implement our standards and how do we maybe even accredit individuals organizations and even potentially wireless and designs to say that they meet a certain standard and requirement and i think that's where ultimately we'd like to go um with the wireless land association so peter alan is there anything that we can leverage from the wireless land association to use to uh, to accredit the designs to check the designs, to put a WLA stamp on top of the designs done by different people? Do you do this now or is it something on your radar in the future? So I, I, that is something that, that is somewhere where we'd like to go. Um, it, it was interesting at WLPC, someone asked me, um, what, what, um, you know, what, 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 what do you expect the design, the, the standards once the world published to achieve? And I said, well, in and of themselves, probably very little. Um, but it's what we can do once we've got um, a set of standardized frameworks for wireless and design. Um, once, once we've managed to get all our four books published, I think that's when we can then start to look at potentially doing accreditation. Um, and, and why is there a need for it, I think, is the important thing to answer as well here, is that I think when you look at it from a customer point of view, if I'm an organisation wanting to have someone, a, a company, come and do a wireless land design installation for me, I can put out an RFQ or some sort of proposal, but... Many people will answer that. And how do I know from the responses I get back who's actually going to do a good job for me? Who's actually going to do um, design a wireless network that's going to work? And I think at the moment there's no, there's there's nothing really in the industry that really allows people to, uh, from a customer's point of view, to know who to pick. Um, and it can be very difficult because it's very sales orientated to have, you know, one company might go, yes, we're going to come and do a, 
we gave her the requirements. We're going to go through this structured design process, and there's maybe two weeks of professional services that's needed to get you a good design. Um, compared to another company that says, "Oh, you don't. We'll do that for free. Here's the design. It's, we've got these heat maps. Everything's green, um, and they've just basically created a pretty picture." Um, but from the customer's point of view, they've got no way of knowing who is, you know, which one of those to to trust. So, uh, so they're probably going to go with the cheapest one um, that doesn't have all the expensive professional services, which will probably lead to more bad Wi-Fi being installed. And I think that's as the, the situation we've got today. So. What we'd like to do is be able to ultimately have some way of saying, actually, you know, these people are following w, their WLA members, they're following WLA best practices, uh, following the standards, and therefore we can give them some sort of accreditation. But we're not in that place today. I'd like us to get there. It's that sort of the pipe dream, I guess. Um, but I, I think we do need to establish these standards first before we can get there because we need to have something to base it on. Um, okay. And so, so it's so kind of all about quality of control, isn't it? Yeah. Would it be would it be like enough for uh, for the potential customers looking for a design to just look at the budgets that the engineers hold? Like, I will trust this person over that person because he's CWNE or. PC, IE, wireless, or whatever, versus a company that is not accredited in any way is. Is that going to, to help or we need to have I, I, something on top of it? I think you need something on top of it because they're technical certifications and customers don't know what they are most of the time. Um, or, or at least in my experience, I can say I'm a CWE and they'll go, well, what's a CWE um, from a customer point of view? Um, so, uh, you know, what, what we'd like to do, and it, it takes time and it, it, this is, these things take time, but it'd be nice if... Um, if you look at other industries that have professional associations, you look at um, accountants, at least in the UK, we have chartered accountants. They are people who belong to a professional body and they've got a chartership from that professional body. And that's why, from a point of view of trust in them, you, you, they, they, it gives them some credibility. And it's same with architects. You, you have accredited architects um, through a professional body. And what we'd like to do is get that so when people are writing an hour P or, or some sort of, um, they're, they're actually putting something off a tender, they actually require WLA accreditation um, because it's an industry recognized um, uh, uh, body. Now, that, that's going to take time to develop. Um, and get there but that, but I think that's where we, the direction we'd like to move now it might well be that part to, to get WLA accreditation you we require industry recognized certifications um, as part of that um, that's something that we need to work out you know as well as saying you're going to follow the WLA um, design sort of methodologies or, or frameworks you, you've also hold these industry certifications you know you you have vendor certifications for the vendor you install in you have vendor neutral certifications on wireless technology that might become part of the process um, that we go through but I think from a customer they just want a a, a, a overriding sort of this is a someone who is trusted by an industry recognized body and I think that's what we'd like to that that, that would that, as I say that's a pipe dream that's where we'd like to get to and there's a lot of work to get there I think yet but um, 
Yeah, we, we huge are. amount of work. But just to pick up on something that was mentioned by yourself, Peter, and also what Max started the conversation with regarding the certifications and, you know, from CWMP and, and CCI and so on and so forth. The, the problem with those is that, you know, to give an analogy I've given many times before is that they kind of give you what I would call the ingredients for baking a cake, right? And if we you know, assume that all designs are all about, you know, baking nice cakes that we all want to have to eat can be really tasty. Again, we've just given you the ingredients that is telling you, well, this is a passive survey versus an active survey. This is an omni antenna versus a directional antenna. There are many, many ways in which you would apply those techniques that you are being told about in the ACWMP book and where to apply them potentially within the real world. So for me, what we are missing is, I think, is the recipe which is what I'm hoping that the WLA can provide to kind of fill that gap. And by that, what I mean is that with the ingredients that the CWP have given you, i.e. the basic foundational knowledge of the fundamentals of, I guess, how Wi-Fi works and some of the key components that make it work, the idea is that the natural step would be that the WLA can define, um, I guess, a recipe that says this is how you would apply a passive survey in these circumstances to a degree. And again, you know, when and where to apply certain best practices in designs. And it all comes about, I think, through the methodology. And one of the things that I wanted to kind of say is that we've um, put, put out already a prelude to what we're trying to do in terms of the uh, transparent book. And, and I think the transparent book kind of defines, I guess, the fundamental process. And, and again, we kind of categorize this as SWEEP, which was a, um, oh, I can't remember the acronym, even though I created it, but it was something like a stage wireless engineering enterprise process i believe it was called and and again it just defines four simple key steps and why that's not enough to kind of put out a transparent book and say every engineer that deals in wi-fi design should be following those four key steps there are still many questions about well what does gathering requirements you know what is what do i have to do what questions do i ask and we're trying to help those and kind of dovetail and CWMP program. So though, to those individuals that pass CWNA, they're certified as far as I'm concerned to go and do Wi-Fi designs, but what do they know about the process and the right steps to make sure that they do good Wi-Fi? You know, that's the, that's kind of a gap that we have. And, and to kind of bring in another analogy that I've just thought of is... Um, we're kind of like, love analogy, more like yeah. I love analogies, yes. But <laughs> the, the thing I would say is we're kind of like all professionals are like, um, or, you know, they're, 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 they're you know, think of an orchestra. The WLA is, is a, I guess, the conductor here. We're trying to kind of conduct the orchestra, which are all these professionals and all of these different verticals that we all work within. We're trying to kind of conduct this all into making a nice tune for our customers is effectively how I kind of see the WLA and its goals with regards to the defined standards. Now, again, as Peter mentioned, that's just one focus and aim to get to where we want to be, which we feel would help drive forward um, the, the quality of the design that we deliver for our customers because Wi-Fi is pretty much the number one communication in all you know, in all in, in networks at the end of the day, you know, it's it's the fastest growing and it's going to get bigger and bigger and it's probably going to get more complicated as well. So we want to make sure that, I guess, engineers are well equipped, professionals are well equipped and have the right assistance and guidance in how to do, you know, good Wi-Fi designs that would justify the cost to their customers. Because I'll be honest, why should a customer have to pay all that money that we charge for, to get something that doesn't meet their requirements? Is that fair? We're not talking about life and death here, but at the end of the day, businesses, you know, their success is 
sometimes determined on how well their infrastructure is, right? And if you've got people who are constantly complaining that they can't get a signal or their throughput's not very good, then it means that the time they've spent troubleshooting and people not being able to do their job means that, you know, that they're not serving their own customers. And in a way, you know, we failed ourselves by not delivering a Wi-Fi design that's suitable for the requirements of that customer. So again, just coming back around to it all, this is what we want to kind of be helped driving forward from a technical perspective. And it's not just sticking um, sticking it to any existing guys in the industry who've been doing it to 20, 30 years, far from it. We want to help them refresh and, and kind of develop, you know, their own skill sets and we also want to bring through the new guys that are kind of coming into the industry as well we want to be able to kind of show them that technology changes it, it's constantly evolving so we want to make sure that we have some nice processes in place that means that at the very beginning you know when you learn to drive for example you're being taught how to drive properly and as you get older you get pick up bad habits right whereas if you start taking your kids out for a driving lesson then you're going to teach them your bad habits to a degree. So realistically, what we want to do is try and kind of move away from that. And I'm not saying everyone does has bad habits on Wi-Fi. I'm sure they kind of have their own methodology, but we're trying to make sure that we, we have a kind of a broadsheet that everyone kind of buys into in that philosophy, that the idea that, yes, we should be standardizing our approach to Wi-Fi and, and this is how we should do it. There we go. I waffled. <laughs> yeah, tackling the background, Matt, right? Three analogies. <laughs> yeah. I've got loads of analogies. Yeah, you're great with, and not just analogies, you're great with acronyms as well. In uh, in the Slack group, you will always be throwing out different uh, acronyms for different purposes. And then just going back to your um, comment around like businesses and having not having their Wi-Fi requirements met, uh, we see now like more and more businesses relying on Wi-Fi as like being like a one of the business critical features of the network so not having like you said the wi-fi working optimally or like to the requirements and they've got to spend time troubleshooting that we see plenty of businesses now that um really really depend on the wi-fi so i think that this uh it's a really good thing what you guys are doing and not only just like defining like the standards and you guys do events and like webinars and stuff more recently uh, a couple of the wireless land professional conferences you've spent a lot of time putting in a lot of work to host some fun things as well like the uh the quiz night you've done at the wlpc in europe uh that went down really well we were both myself and mac were there and like not only did was it like a really good quiz and you got i know how much time and effort you guys put into it like the fact that we ended up joining a team. It was me, Mac, Roel from Clear Descend, and then there's a few other guys from Russia, and then I can't remember who else was in our team. But that just was another way for like getting like different parts of like the community together in like a little team and having a bit of fun. And people might think, oh yeah, it's just a quiz, but they don't realise how much time and effort you guys put into that on the back end to make sure that it's good questions, it's fun, um, and it's probably quite stressful um putting them all together me and mac were lucky enough to trial uh some of your double jeopardy <sighs> questions for the one <laughs> yes. in the usa that just just went obviously we yeah. weren't there but peter i think you hosted that right yeah i hosted that with um uh, nick turner so that was um a, a lot of fun we had fun doing that oh. <laughs> Me and Mac had lots of fun playing it with. It was me, me, Mac, Alan, and Matt Winham was there, and kind of Alan was fighting me and Mac off against each other. 
Excellent. Well, you, you, you guys were my guinea pig, really. We decided um, it was quite late, and after a, a couple of sherbets or two, <laughs> three, um, we decided, you know, we'd have some fun, and we bounced the ninjas off each other to see who was, I guess, the double jeopardy quiz master. And it was a way of finding out if the questions were any good and if they were too easy, too hard. Um, because, again, we tailored the quiz in the WIPC in the US for the US audience. And we know double jeopardy is kind of a big old quiz um, out there um, I think it's quite quite popular so we figured yeah we'll give that a, a give that a run but I just want to give a shower actually to Andrew McHale um, McFly as we affectionately call him in our slack group um, it was actually Andrew's idea believe it or not um, I don't always come up with these amazing ideas I know it's a shock but <laughs> Andrew came up and um, put something forward and said it would be a really really good idea to host a pub quiz at WLPC and he asked us um, if we wanted to get involved and if it's something maybe the WLA wanted to kind of spearhead and we were like absolutely and we, we put the put the idea to Keith and Keith said yeah great and it's been fun it's it's a good way of kind of yeah lightening the, lightening the mood um, it, you know it's still technical because there's technical questions and I think everyone loves to be quizzed I think everyone loves to show off how clever they are you know let's be honest um, we're in that community when there's a lot of um, you know egos <laughs> so yeah, people think- do enjoy this and I, and, and I I think it was great and I think it's been well received and we hope to continue this I guess um, going forward and we need to do a rematch with our double deputy because I'm sure Mac you're not happy with the result I'm very happy it's like you know Mac has beaten me it was seven to six I believe I don't yes. remember. I was too screwed. It was like, I don't know, six. I was on the fifth beer or something. And Matt, how many beers did you have? Like uh, one Peroni Sunday <laughs> and a glass of water with lemon. So I'm not sure if it was a, a fair match. Well, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was good. And uh, it was, it was fun how tight it was between me and you. Like I said, it was like six, six going into the last question. So um, yeah, it was, uh, it was good fun. But even if you have beaten me 12 to 1, I would have still been very proud of you, my friend. Because it still stays in the <laughs> Wi-Fi Ninja's family. <laughs> I, I was um, just more offended at how shocked Alan was that I won. <laughs> oh, was he? <laughs> well, well, it was like a bit of a surprise. I mean, you know, no disrespect, but I thought Mac might have been the kind of, you know, you're the beauty, Matt. So I would have thought maybe Mac's the brains. <laughs> so the fact that you beat him, I was like, wow, okay. That wasn't how I expected this uh, little trial quiz to go, but, you know, hats off. We'll have to do a rematch. Maybe at an upcoming event very, very soon that we may be talking about, that maybe we could do a kind of little little quiz for a rematch in front of our uh, astute audience and uh, okay. see, what, see where that takes us, maybe. Matt, well done. I think a rematch would be good, actually, yeah. Yeah, uh, Matt, you are both beauty and the brains, and I'm just doing the audio for the podcast here in the back end. <laughs> oh, it's in versus Ja. <laughs> well, since since you mentioned it, Alan, we may as well talk about the upcoming event that we have. Um, a kind of combination between no, us. But just talk 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 more about the quiz in the US. How did it go? Who has oh, won? All right. The double jeopardy stuff. Uh, how how did the competition go? Was it like a fun lot of laugh? How many people yeah. they attended and, and stuff? It, just it was a few good more minutes. Fun. Yeah, no, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Um, I think, I'm not 100% sure how many people, but I think it was probably about 100 people attended. Um, it, it was a, it, it was a, which I was pleased about because we didn't start till it was like a nine o'clock start. So I didn't know whether that meant, you know, after a long day of conference, people would just want some respite by that point or be in the bar. But um, people... Mm. 
turned up so i was really um grateful for people turning up um it was it, it was a great deal of fun um i'm trying to remember the name of the team that won um but it, it did actually have some of the um winners some of the members who won at um the, the Prague quiz were also members of the winning team at the second time round. So and it was the instructors team, you mean? Um, so it, it, it wasn't full of just instructors. Um, but it, does that mean you repeated the uh, questions then? Did you not no, change them? No, all the questions. All the questions were new. Oh, so not easy all, are they to put together. No, all, all the questions were new. Um, but it, I, I think Phil and Troy who were in the winning team in Prague, who are also in the winning team in the US. So if, if we do it again, they're the people to have in your team, it would seem. Um, <laughs> or Matt, the um, hardest part of the quiz, the hardest part of the quiz, just to kind of throw it in there quickly, was actually in the music round. To actually find songs relevant to Wi-Fi or wireless is not easy. There's only a small number of songs out there that you can kind of find and play that's kind of remotely relevant it's oh, you, tough. I mean, you, we, you know we struggle what? with that. At the uh, at the one you done in Prague, I was so disappointed with myself that I didn't get the um the song song like what that what vendor you were talking about. I was like, I knew the song. I was like, how did I not put that with Cisco? I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate. So yeah, um, get that wrong. Yeah, no, it, it takes a lot of time. And we had some new, we had obviously the double, double Jeopardy round. We also had a new round in the US, um, an odd one out round, which I thought was quite fun as well. Uh, and Alan didn't find that too fun when you uh, asked us a question in our little chat and then left us hanging for about eight hours while she went on a flight to answer us. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was uncomfortable, yeah. man. We sleep. <laughs> So, so the winning team in, in the US, I remember, they were called 802.11BX, were the winning team. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Does that mean anything? Is that a new standard? Or what does the BS signify here? Or are we, is it... Remember, this is not... a PG podcast. Thank you. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. Um, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> As it's I have to frequently remind Matt. It, it's a new standard, <laughs> wireless quantum entanglement theory. Have you not heard of it? <laughs> Um, um, I'm googling it yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's quantum entanglement. You know, where all the streams get entangled, and you change one thing at one end, and it changes at the other. Yeah. I thought that was a Chinese whisper. Yeah, possibly. Um, anyway, eight hundred two eleven BS. That was um, that was a winning Congratulations. team. Um, so these are picture of them on Twitter. Um, if if, if um, from the evening. Um, so that was good fun. Um, I think that the, the thing with the quiz is it's there's some technical questions, there's some difficult questions, some easy questions, but we also put plenty of fun questions in there as well. Um, okay, shall we? Uh, shall we? Are we allowed to talk about the upcoming event now, Mac? We. Uh... Yes, sir. You are allowed, so you can ask the question, please. Perfect. So, guys, you've got an upcoming event, you know, very soon. Do you want to talk about it? Have we? <laughs> <laughs> since when <laughs> oh, it's on your website oh, i was looking looking at, at the calendar earlier and i saw one. Oh my god yes we do i'm just playing um so one of the things that we decided to kind of set up within the the wla is we decided to kind of put forward um chapter meetups and the idea behind them is for i guess people within a geographic location to kind of 
get together uh, organize an event where you can kind of get other guys in your local area to just meet up have a conversation again over a coffee a beer or a cup of tea if you're in england uh, the general the general idea is just just to kind of encourage engagement really between um, other members and one of the things that we we decided to kind of do is kind of I guess extend a little bit and evolve it in, in the UK because the UK is very very active um, in Wi-Fi. The community is is brilliant. It's vibrant. There's some wonderful individuals there, and there's a there's a huge demand. I feel for you know events in the in the UK, and so what we decided to do is kind of change the format a little bit with regards to the 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 way the chapters are certainly run in the UK because typically it's easy just to kind of put on a conference, which is great. It's fine, but we figured everyone does that. We figured there's this is the same formula so what could we do to be unique and i guess meet the demand and so we put out a little kind of questions in our groups and slack groups and said look what do we think we could do to help improve and, and give you what you guys want and one of the f- questions that sorry one of the answers we got to our questions um, were things like you know how about training workshop refresh courses and that kind of thing so what we did um last year is we asked Peter to come in and do a day's training and now we're going to be continuing that method moving to work with with you guys the ninjas and Natilic and Natilic have been fantastic they've decided to um, accommodate us again and host uh, the next uh, wireless land association chapter UK in your offices I can't remember the date though um, it escapes to March March <laughs> 19th of March. Yes. yes. So, and, and this particular one is is going to be the wonderful Sir Peter McKenzie again, teaching us something different to what he taught the last time. But we hope that this kind of new take on one day workshops um, has of more benefit as opposed to people just sitting there listening to someone, you know, present boring PowerPoint slides because you know they are boring sometimes. So hopefully we can kind of get people to learn some skills, refresh, learn new tips and tricks and engage and kind of, I guess, be more tentative in a way. So that's the kind of idea behind some of these new workshop formulas that we're putting forward and and certainly in the UK chapters. And if anybody else that's, you know, wanting to do something in their country or region, then let us know, give us a shout and we'll help you, um, you know, device and set that up but so this is what's coming up in march the what was it again 17th wow 19th wow. <laughs> oh my god i'm i'm so i'm so this is why i don't study anymore i just forget things <laughs> old age um, yeah. <laughs> yeah don't ask him how old okay and the local chapters they're really really great we've attended like the last one in amsterdam uh, it was really good it felt like a proper one day conference with the only difference that it wasn't that expensive to attend no it's nice when they're cheap or free which is your event is free by the way yes free is a uh, 20 pound charity contribution to the uh, natidic uh, charity so if anyone signs up they just need to make a a 20 pound contribution to gosh Um, there is a link on the sign up page so um, I think that's quite a nice nice thing to do Natidic's front end the cost and um, then anyone that attends just makes a small charity donation I'm looking forward to this one Mm, me too. And the reason why I'm looking forward to it is because not only is it Peter who's uh, training for us again, but he's actually going to be doing a, I guess, a design-orientated class this time. And, and I'll be honest with you, I don't you think need, you can you need ever the help. not learn. 
Oh, massively, dude. I need as much help as I can get, let's be honest. <laughs> you take a laptop, Alan. You will need to make a lot of notes. I'm hoping I just need to sit at the back at the bar and have a beer, but I guess I'll have to take my laptop now. So that's the thing. It's yeah, quite a yeah. challenging thing in Natilic because the uh, fridge with a beer is very close to the stage. So you will be seen if you sneak into the fridge and want to grab a beer <laughs> during the event. Uh, it might even I'm be filmed. That, that'd be fine. So you mean I can drink beer while presenting? Exactly. I think, Peter, you can do anything you like, to be honest now. Okay, perfect. <laughs> um, I, I'm looking forward to the event. I think it's going to be good. We're going to, it's going to be focused on design. Um, so it's going to be, but it's, it is going to be in a sort of training workshop format. So, um, and the focus is going to be design, every designing from a set of requirements. So every student will get, a set of requirements and Joe in the course of the day will turn that into a wireless and design and ultimately output a wireless and report as well design report so within a day um, we'll go through the entire design cycle um, from requirements gathering to producing a report and but it'll be sort of very hands-on so every attendee will actually create, will follow a structured process and output a design report come the end of the event. So I'm hoping that'll be useful for people and quite a, also quite fun as well. Definitely. I think it will be. Um, a lot of people that have registered have messaged me to say how excited they are for the event. Um, so I think it'll be a lot of fun. And then also we can go out after the event and do some, some more networking with everyone that, that comes along. I think we've got, I think there's about 40 spaces in total available, which are pretty much nearly all gone now. So there's going to be a lot of us. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm also looking to stay stay over. So guys, if you attend the event and if you want to join us for an after party, feel free. Uh, we will be hanging around having some, uh, some uh, beverages after after the event and before the event it's highly possible that we'll have some some special new tech presentation assuming that we have a kit for this presentation so uh, but do we want to to tell everyone what we are planning or let's not talk about it since we don't have a kit yet yeah whilst we're waiting for the kit to arrive let's not get everyone too excited just yet until we've got it but yeah we're hoping to get some kit and then we'll showcase that very quickly before peter gets started okay yeah. this is going to be a wide presentation in a short amount of time is that okay to say <laughs> no not really like we as, a bit of a, as a bit of a, as a bit yeah. of a... <laughs> oh, Peter, he didn't get what you were trying to do there don't worry i got it no i don't think i, he did. I got it yeah i got it our listeners will probably get it. max a little bit slow sometimes <laughs> that's okay i'll um i'll explain to him after that was yeah, clever. That. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's like just one. That's, that's another one of the amazing things you guys do. But you also do um, like webinars as well. Like ask me anything. Like we've had the privilege of being on one of your previous ones where you get some some guys on, and then you open up the people that come on, and they can ask uh, ask people questions. Not only just about like Wi-Fi, get to know people a little bit more individually. Um, you've done quite a few in the past and uh they've been very popular and quite successful i would say um i've joined quite a few of them i uh, particularly enjoyed the last one where you were changing the background of your video screens to multiple different backgrounds <laughs> yes that's because we've switched to zoom and zoom allows you to have that virtual background feature and what was funny this 
the last AMA that we did was the first time we used the Zoom. And it was funny because it happened to be you guys and also what Dan Jones, wasn't it? And yeah. I, for some reason, had just fixated the camera purely on him for, I guess, 40 minutes of the, <laughs> of the Zoom webinar. So when you watch it, you'll just see Dan <laughs> in, on the screen. Unfortunately, you don't see anybody else. And it wasn't until I kind of realized that I'd clicked something inadvertently that I turned that feature off of about, I guess, 10, 15 minutes or so of the webinar left. Um, but yeah, we, we switched from GoToMeeting to Zoom um, just to kind of change it up a bit. And I like Zoom. I've used it plenty of times. The AMAs are really all about just trying to, um, you know, create conversation to bring on, um, you know, guests of the wireless community who have got something they'd like to say or others would like to ask them particular questions about something that's relevant to them in their industry or in their vertical. Anything that is, I guess, topical uh, topical, and I nearly said something I shouldn't have said then. But anyway, yeah, so the idea is, is basically to just kind of just have conversations and, and talk Wi-Fi, basically. I know it's an AMA and I know it's an ask me anything, but we, we tend to just stick to Wi-Fi. You know, we may ask them, do you like anything else? Um, do you do anything else? You know, Peter does magic tricks, you know, that kind of thing. But that assess it. What we tend to do is just, you know, have a it, – it's a relax. It's just something different. And I think it was it was derived because we needed to do something that would help, I guess, raise the brand awareness of the WLA. I think that was one of the driving factors to try and market as out there in the community as, as doing something so that people could kind of hear about us more anybody can join um you don't you don't have to be a member to to join the uh, amas um you used to have to be because we wanted to make it an exclusive benefit of being a member of the wla but then we decided actually we'd probably um you know bring more people in if we allowed anybody to actually join the live recording however if you miss the live recording the only way you could you know, watch it again, as it were, is if you were a WLA member. So none of the recordings are actually available to, to the public to just go and view at any time. You have to, unfortunately, um, be a member um, of the WLA to, to watch those. So that, that, that's the kind of the idea behind these AMAs. So we get anybody on who's willing to give up their time for an hour just just talk Wi-Fi. Um, and yeah, it's it's relaxed. It's technical. It's non-technical. I mean, it's me doing the bloody thing. So, you know, <laughs> you're going to get what you get at the end of the day. So sometimes we, we delve in, uh, sometimes we don't. But it's good when we have the audience members put their questions to to the guests. You know, we encourage that kind of conversation and we moderate it as, 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 as much as we need to. But at the end of the day, it's for the community to, to use as a platform to just you know, engage and talk. And there's a lot of other podcasts and webinars out there, which uh, which is great. I think the more the merrier that we do um, is 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 a wonderful idea because it just it just elevates the community more, and it means that there's more social interaction and that kind of thing. So you know, I encourage all of this, um, everybody. I mean, this podcast is brilliant. There are others out there like the Clear to Send. Um, you know, Nick Turner and uh, what's his name? Oh, what's his what's his name? Joel, He's like the best presenter the hidden, ever. He's night. brilliant, Joel. I love Joel. Night. He's he's a wonderful pre. Yeah, he's a wonderful presenter. But these are new, and then we've got so many more coming up. I think in in the future. So the more the merrier. And again, it's just all about inclusion. You know, that's all it is. It's just general chit chat and you know having a natter about Wi-Fi. Yeah, very conscious that Peter and Mac need to drop off very shortly. So I just want to say. Thank you guys for joining us today. And then just a reminder for anyone who is not a Wireless Land Association member to 
head over to the Wireless Wireless Land Association website and then sign up and then try and get yourself to a local chapter event or get yourself on an AMA and help and become part of the uh, Wireless Land Association community because they're doing great things to try and help us. We should encourage everyone in wireless to um, join forces and help out with it. So, yeah, I just wanted to thank you both for taking the time out of your day for joining us on our podcast and... We are very much looking forward to hosting the event with you in a very short time. What was the date again, Alan? 19. Yes. Peter, I I knew you was going to know. I just wondered if Alan had forgotten again for the fifth time in two minutes. I'm Um, I'm glad to see that I'm not the only slow one here. (laughs) I'm not normally this slow. I'll just turn up early on the 17th and just wonder where everyone is. And now I'll spend two extra days in London. Pete, Peter, do you have a, a bad back as well? From, uh, no, no, my back. Don't go there. From carrying Alan like I carry Mac. Is this podcast you... ending then or what? Because I'm offended now. <laughs> Uh, unless you guys want to add anything else we can we can wrap it up here so you guys can carry on with your day i've got nothing to do oh i mean well, it's, it's mainly we, 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 peter, peter and peter and mac you know they, they got a jump oh, okay. so um is there anything else <laughs> pete or mac that you wanted to add uh no i'm, I'm entirely I'm supposed to wait for you. So much going on there, wasn't there? Needed some RTS CTS. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, all right. Well, thank you very much, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure. I've really enjoyed uh, this podcast. And yeah, we'll see you guys very soon. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.